Grace and peace, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. God bless you. God bless you. Good evening, everyone. We thank God for you, 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 and you. Thank you for chiming in, being with us on our Tuesday Biblical Tools Night, which is our Bible study night. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. God bless you all. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you for being with us on this evening. We thank God for you all. God bless you. Hello, everyone that is, excuse me, <clears throat> that is chiming in on this evening. <clears throat> Thank you for coming and joining us for our Tuesday Biblical Tools. Excuse me, everyone, which is our Bible study night. God bless you, everyone. God bless you. Amen. Y'all know how we do it. Let's get the housekeeping stuff out of the way. Amen. Let's go ahead and, um, like and share invite someone to bible study on tonight we won't be before you very long on tonight i promise tonight i'm gonna try to hold to my promise on tonight i'm trying to fix my um computers and my laptop so make it easier for me yeah there we go all right good evening everyone thank you all for chiming in and being with us on um this evening God bless you all. I am yours truly, none other than Pastor Brenda G. Jones. And I thank God for you, 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 and you on this evening. Yes. Good evening. Hope you all have had a wonderful day. Go ahead and throw up some hearts and some thumbs. Let's break through this algorithm and let's get through all of this. Thank God for you all. I bless God for you all chiming in good evening everyone everyone amen is coming on in the in the uh, in the building that's what we say come on in the building come on in this live on this evening amen god bless you all good evening all right listen while i'm talking go ahead and uh get your bibles get your electronics uh we're coming up to while i'm talking um that you can follow us in the word of god we're coming up to passion week next week is passion week this sunday is palm sunday yeah mm -hmm. already y'all we're here we're here this sunday is palm sunday and so from palm sunday jesus triumphant entry into Jerusalem, and then from Palm Sunday we go and we enter into Passion Week, all right, leading up to what? His crucifixion. Good Friday is next Friday, right, where he has the seven last sayings. You'll hear a lot of people doing the seven last sayings of Jesus Christ on the cross, and um, and then we um, convene for what we say is what we used to do sunrise service used to do sunrise service that means getting up being at the church at 6 a.m in the morning 5 a.m in the morning amen that's back in the day you know y'all know some of y'all know anyway right and we have sunrise service then we have morning worships then we have sunrise service we have breakfast then we have morning worship service and if you if your if your leader was kind, they would give you off that afternoon. But most leaders was like, we're coming back in the afternoon. <laughs> we're coming back in the afternoon. So you had a whole day of uh yeah, service on Easter. All uh, right, some will say Easter, some will say Resurrection Sunday. And so yeah, that's that's the old that's the old time church where you were there all day for resurrection sunday you had pray i mean sunrise all the way through people be tired man you be so tired i'm just talking amen y'all people be tired man they would woo, we be so tired then you had to get up and go to work on monday 
Amen. That's 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 that church. That's the church I come from. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But those are good days. Those are good days. Those are good days. Those are wonderful days. Amen. God bless you, everyone. It's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. Amen. It's good to laugh. Yes, those were the days. That's right, Evangelist Petaway. God bless you. Those were the days. Those were the days. My God. We ain't at those days no more. We're, we're not there no more. <laughs> yeah, but that's where we're at. We're in this 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 time of the year, this period of time where we commemorate and we um, remember and we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where we come into understanding why he came on this earth and tabernacled here on this earth for 33 years, and he was crucified and he died and they buried him and he rose again on the third day the all leading up to this palm sunday right him being betrayed by judas all of that stuff all those things that took place like being led from judgment hall to judgment hall being whipped all night long uh getting a crown of thorns placed on his head being pierced in his side and out came his side came blood and water all of those events everything that had transpired to our lord and our savior jesus christ was there to help us to save us to connect us back to the father and so we honor we celebrate we remember those moments right this is also ramadan right this is also ramadan this is their big celebration it's almost like their christmas right um and so we all of this comes together all of this flows together and so we're not gonna get into all of that tonight but um 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 this is a time where the believers we ought to be excited we ought to be happy we ought to be ecstatic if no other time during the year we ought to have um our joy and our happiness and our excitement and anticipation this is the time of the year where we should where we when we should because we're doing it in remembrance and reflecting yes listen listen mm -mm, listen listen let me help y'all out right please don't misunderstand leaders and please don't misunderstand uh believers we understand and we know i'm talking about leaders that study to show themselves approved i'm talking about leaders that understand biblical history and um um historical facts and things such as that listen we understand that the time frame might not necessarily be at this it's the time frame we we get that right but it's about remembering it's about remembering and reflecting and honoring and celebrating all right the redemptive work of jesus christ on the cross that's what it's about so so you know because some people say well this ain't the time that's like they say about christmas this ain't the time of the year when jesus was born listen listen we get all of that but we don't have to do that we're just remembering jesus christ and his redemptive work on the cross amen come on can somebody get excited let's let's throw some hearts and some thumbs get excited amen right 
I'm already teaching here on tonight. I'm already teaching. I'm already teaching. All right. So get your Bibles. Let's get back. We're in still in our series in the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, we're still in our series. So let's get your Bibles, get your electronics, get your pens, your papers, and all that wonderful good stuff. Get all of that so that we can dive into the word of God on this evening. We will not be long. This is very, this is not a very long chapter at all. Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We love you and we adore you. We thank you for allowing us to be here one more time we thank you for keeping us through this day for protecting us through this day for taking us to and from all of our destinations whatever we had to do however we had to do it where we had to go where we had to be and that you allowed us to arrive safely back to lord god hallelujah our homes our destinations wherever we were intending to go god we thank you father for covering us with your blood we thank you for your arms of protection god we thank you for watching over us god and we thank you lord god that we are here on tonight to be able to learn and to hear of your word. And Father, I pray that you will open up your people's ears that they may hear what the Spirit has to say on tonight. I pray, Father, that you will bless them and keep them. I pray, God, that you will allow self to sit down and you stand up boldly on the inside. I pray that you will allow the Holy Spirit to download in me what I need to know, what I need to share, what I need to teach, and how I need to say it. In Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord God, for allowing Allowing me to pe- teach your people and to be present in, in the presence of your people even on tonight. I thank you, Father, for choosing me, God. I am not my own, but I am bought with a price. And Father, I pray right now that you will continue to get the glory and the honor out of my life, God. Speech, Lord God, gird my mouth, Lord God. Speak through me, God. Give me the words that are necessary and needed to be said on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen all right so we're going to go to isaiah the sixth chapter we're going to read the first through the fifth verses here and our topic for tonight y'all know I always give a topic according to that particular chapter right our topic for tonight is will you say yes Will you say yes? It's actually kind of like a question, right? Will you say yes? Will you say yes? All right. So let's um, let's dive into chapter six. Right. Um, Because last Tuesday we talked about. Don't forget. We talked about don't forget on last Tuesday and out of chapter five. And so to this Tuesday uh, for this Bible study, our topic is will you say yes? All right. So Isaiah, the sixth chapter, um, Isaiah, the sixth chapter and the first through the fifth verses we're going to read for our textual consideration. Um, OK, Isaiah one through five. All right. When you have the word of God, throw up some hearts and some thumbs. Um, I feel like I got to make y'all do stuff. All right. But no, no worries. No worries. No worries. All right. So throw some hearts and thumbs if you got the word of God on tonight. All right. Isaiah, the sixth chapter. I'm doing that because I'm trying to break through the algorithms and all that wonderful good stuff. All right. Isaiah, the sixth chapter, the first through the fifth verse says in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face and with twain, he covered his feet and with twain, he did fly. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. He did fly. All right. Uh, uh, look what they say. Look what they saying. Look what they saying. Right. Um, 
and so hold on I, I thought I had uh given put this stuff up here um so we're going to continue to read let's read and then I'll show y'all okay and then I'll show y'all so he says and he stood in the seraphims each one of them had six wings and with twain the cover they covered his face and with twain with two of the wings he covered his face with two of the wings he covered his feet with two of the wings he f did fly and one cried unto the other um and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is filled of his glory and the post of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke then said i woe is me for i am undone because i am a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts Ooh, that's that's good right there. I love I, I just love those first through the fifth verses. If you never heard them before, um, uh, I, I welcome. I'm glad you you got a chance to uh, hear them. Um, <clears throat> but I just I just love, 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 love Isaiah, uh, uh, the sixth chapter, the first through the fifth verse. It, they're powerful. It's powerful. This this particular um, chapter is very powerful. I'm trying to get my um, little things up so that i forgot to put them up here y'all sorry that's what i'm trying to do and so i'm putting up my little things here um so that y'all can see it y'all know sometimes i like to give y'all visual aid y'all know i like to give y'all visual aid sometimes all right so <laughs> all right so let's 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 talk about this so here we have right um isaiah the sixth chapter is not a very long chapter and i've stated that already um but it's very powerful chapter it's a very powerful chapter this chapter will take us from dealing directly with god's people to the prophet isaiah embodied in a vision from the lord that's what this chapter does right um the vision of <clears throat> in which isaiah has at this time was again not directly dealing with god's people um but it was god's call to isaiah and isaiah saying yes to being god's messenger to his people so um before in the other verses one through excuse me chapters one through four, chapter five what were we dealing with we were dealing a lot with isaiah speaking to the people telling the people what god was saying telling the people how god was not pleased with them right but now here it is in this sixth chapter we have isaiah directly dealing with god and god directly dealing with isaiah mm -hmm. all right and so isaiah's assignment was not going to be an easy assignment because he would have to be the one to deliver god's news to god's people that god was not pleased with them because of their disobedience and that he was going to destroy them that's a powerful message to have to give to god's people listen will you say yes right all of us have an assignment all of us have a purpose here on the earth all of us have something that god is going to or God has already told us to do right and the question is will you say yes when God has placed you in the position and tell you to say something that might not be popular tell you to do something that might not be favorable with everybody else but will you say yes even if it's a hard message even if it's a hard task will you say yes right so Isaiah is in the position whereas though now right 
right? Whereas though now, here it is, he is face to face with the Lord, right? He's dealing with God and God is dealing with him, right? And so, and chapter six is broken into three parts, right? Three parts. Really, two and three can kind of go together, but I broke it up into three parts, right? Um, the first one is one, Isaiah vision he saw in, he's, excuse me, Isaiah vision he saw in the temple. That's the first part. The second part is God declares that his people will be blind and deaf because of their disobedience. The third part, which can kind of go with part two, is he will cause destruction to come to them. That's the third part. So one, Isaiah is now receiving his assignment and his commission. He's now, the Lord is talking to him. The Lord is calling him. And now Isaiah has a hard task before him. The task that he has before him is that one, right? He has to declare something to people that will be blind and deaf. Ooh. Not literally speaking, not literally but they will not adhere to what Isaiah is saying. That's really what that means. So when we look at chapter six, right? And not only that, will they not hear, but then they're going to have to deal with God disciplining them and causing destruction, judgment to come upon them. So when we look at uh, chapter six, Isaiah, this is Isaiah's initial call. Chapter six is actually Isaiah's initial call. So let's look at the history for a second and what it tells us about King Isaiah's death around 740 BC. And he, the Bible, if we study, he reigns for about 52 years, right? So here it is. Let's go to Second Chronicles 26, 16 through 22. Let's go there. Second Chronicles, right? Let's go to Second Chronicles 16, 26, 16 through 22. All right. And what does it say? It says, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he transgressed against the Lord God, his God, and went into the temple of the Lord and burned incense upon the altar. Who is it talking about? It's talking about King Isaiah. At this point in time, this is second Chronicles 26, 16 through 22. It's actually talking about uh, uh, King Isaiah at this point in time. So King Isaiah was not a bad, necessarily a bad king. He did something that displeased God greatly, right? Because the Bible says that he went into the temple of the Lord and he burned incense. In biblical times, the only people that were supposed to go into the place, the Holy of Holies, to burn incense was who? The elite, the, uh, the priest. There was, those were the only ones that were able and should have been in there burning incense unto the Lord. He stepped out of his bounds. He came out of his, his boundaries. He stepped out of his role and he went and he did a priestly thing, which was, which was, uh, against God's will. And now he is about to pay for it. Now he's about to pay for it. So the, he goes into the temple of the Lord and he burns incense upon the altar of the Lord, right? He burns the incense. And the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant, valiant men. So what happens? You had 80 priests that go in to deal with King Isaiah. 
because he they know that he has committed a bad thing before the Lord. So now you got 80 priests going in there and they're like, oh, my word. I'm just paraphrasing, put it up to the daytime so we can relate to it. Right. They're like, oh, my word. What in the world? What is, what did you do? Right. And so they withstood Isaiah the king and said unto him, amen, not to do this thing. Amen. Isaiah to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron that are consecrated to burn incense. Let us do it. The sons of Aaron were consecrated to do this thing right go out into the sanctuary for thou hast trespassed neither shall it be for thy honor from the lord god look what happens in verse 19 look what happens in verse 9 all of this ties together with isaiah right look what happens in verse 19 it says then isaiah was wroth he got upset he got angry and had a censer in his hand to burn incense and while he was wroth with the priest that the leprosy even arose up in up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the lord from beside the incense altar altar who the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him and beheld and behold he was leprous in his forehead and they thrust him out from this yea himself haste also to go out because the lord had smitten him now he is smitten with leprosy he has now has leper lord allowed leprosy to come upon him and he has leprosy. So now the priest thrust him out and like, you got to go get out. Right. And Isaiah, the king was a leopard until the day of his death and dwelt in the and dwelt in several houses, being a leopard for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now, the rest of the act of, uh, of Isaiah, first and last, did Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, write. There we go. Right. So now now we're going to go back to Isaiah, the sixth chapter, because right here. Right now, I told you that this is not written in chronological order. Right. So now, really, the first five chapters of Isaiah were uh, were uh, were after Isaiah received his call. So technically, if we were to put this in order, technically, this would probably be the first chapter. Because this is Isaiah's call. And then chapters, uh, uh, when we get to chapter six, Isaiah tells us about he, how he, how he was called as God's messenger. He's actually telling us now how he was called as God's messenger. So listen, it's like a movie. All right. I'm trying to help y'all, uh, to relate to this, right? Cause this could be a little heavy sometimes, right? So I'm trying to help y'all to relate to this. So in relating to this, this is almost like a movie, right? Um, uh, we could use a movie as uh, analogy, as an example. So y'all know how if you listen, look, if you look, look at a movie, right? And you're in the movie, and then you're got all these different events taking place, right? And then now what happens is that you at a certain point in the movie you're trying to figure out well how does that match up with this and how does this get to here and how does that work with this right what happens is now all of a sudden the movie takes you on a flashback three years ago 
five years ago and then you put all the pieces you're like oh wow that's how that came about right so now this is what this is happening we have chapters one through chapter five and now we're getting to see how did Isaiah becomes God's messenger and chapter six describes for us how Isaiah becomes God's messenger so when we get to verses one through four, Isaiah expresses that in the year that King Isaiah died, he saw the Lord sitting upon his throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Isaiah lofty view of God caused him to see and the angelic host and how powerful and majestic and great God is. But also it caused Isaiah to see himself filthy. Ooh, anytime you're in the presence of the Lord, you ought to be able to take, see yourself as who you are. Ooh, listen, hallelujah. Listen, you ought to see yourself as you are. When you go down in prayer, when you begin to pray to God and you begin to ask God, you should ask God to show you yourself. Oh my God, a prophet should not have to call you out and tell you about yourself. But if you have a relationship with God and you have a prayer life with God, the Holy Spirit that's a witness that wears witness in you should tell you about yourself. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? Amen. Right. And so guess what? So sometimes when we say stuff out of our mouth and we do stuff, amen, and we not thinking that we're wrong and we go down in prayer. How many of y'all ever been there? I've been there. Right. I said stuff, did stuff. And the Holy Spirit comes up and bear witness in me and say, wait a minute. You know, that's wrong. You got to get that right. Fix that. You you should have never said that in that manner. The Holy Spirit will cause me and convict me. Listen, conviction is a thing that has gone on. I don't know where it went to, but I'm one person. Person, right? Listen, how many of y'all still get convicted if the Holy Spirit can touch you and tap you on your shoulder and say, get that right? That's conviction right there. Get it right. You did wrong. The Holy Spirit will tell you when you do something wrong. The Holy Spirit will tell you when you're not in the will of the Lord. The Holy Spirit will show you yourself when you are sinning and when you are not, when there's areas in your life that are not right with, with God. That's my Holy Spirit. I don't know about yours. I hope you got that spirit that will tell you when you're in, when there are areas in your life that is not right with the Lord. Amen. So the Bible says that Isaiah sees God and he sees this angelic host and he sees how powerful and majestic God is. Great sitting high on his throne and his train filled the temple. Isaiah not only sees God, but he sees himself. He saw how filthy he was. Right? Isaiah 40, Isaiah 64 and 6 says, all our righteousness are as filthy rags in the sight of the Lord. Ooh, God. He can say that in Isaiah 64 because he already experienced it in Isaiah 6. Our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags in the sight of the Lord. So Isaiah says, look what Isaiah says. He said, first thing he did, he saw. He says, I saw. He was not, he was not conscious at his present state of being. He was like in an intense dream. He was, he had a vision. He was not in himself. 
So who else had the same exact experience that Isaiah had? Revelations 4, 1 through 11. John on the Isle of Patmos had the same vision, the same situation, right? Let's go there real quick. Let's go there. Revelations. All right, hold on, y'all. I think I've got the wrong revelations. 4, 1 through 11. I'm not going to read it all. Revelations 4, 1 through 11. Go there real quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Revelations 4, 1 through 11. He said, and after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were as a trumpet talking to me, which saying, come up hither. And I saw and I, <coughs> and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. And he that was sat was sat was to look upon like Jasper. And sardine stones and there was a rainbow around about the throne right and so here we are right i don't want to read all of this because it's kind of long i'm trying to get through the lesson but here it is who is it john john on the isle of patmos had the same experience had the same experience so revelations 4 1 through 11 so write that down y'all read it at your leisure all right and so what else did isaiah say he saw a hot that lord right the lord was high and lifted up I didn't have all this back drainage until I started talking that the Lord was high and lifted up. Right. He says he placed a place of elevation sat on the throne. He saw that this was a place of elevation that God was sitting there on the throne. He said in his train filled the temple. In other words, God fringes the hymns of his garment right of his robe filled all the temple his presence was all embodying of the temple that's what he's saying listen all right the bible declares unto us right that that earth is his throne excuse me that heaven is his throne and earth is his what footstool he embodies the whole entire temple his presence and then Isaiah says that he saw the temple. Isaiah was in a physical temple, but he describes a vision which transcends earth. Woo! He describes, right? He describes a vision that transcends earth. So he's not where, listen, even though he's physically on the earth, when you have a vision and God takes you out of yourself, oh my God. Hallelujah. That's truly an encounter with God. Some people have that. Y'all, let me tell y'all, prime example. Y'all know, um, remember the movie, uh, Moses, the, the most recent one that came out, I think like a year or so ago, right? Moses. And she used to be taking, um, and she used to, uh, uh, be, uh, trying to lead slaves and she was running away from, um, the slaves, uh, well, the slave master. 
and they had a bounty, but every, she was leading slaves to go north. And what happened? Every now and again, she will pass out or she will fall out on the ground and she will see what was to come before it even happened, right? That was a vision. She was having vision and she was not in herself, even though she was physically there and people can see her, people, but they didn't know what was going on with her. She would have these, tra these trance, these visions. So this is what's happening here. That's the best way I could describe it for you so you can get uh so you can relate to it all right and so now isaiah sees an angelic beings he sees angelic beings flying and coming out in a responsive acapella praise listen so now right isaiah sees these angelic beings and he describes them he gives us a visual picture of what these angelic beings look like right and he describes how they are crying out they are calling out in a responsive acapella praise unto god they're crying holy 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 so he says the angels having six wings represent, listen, so you have these angels who have six wings representing man, mankind. Let me show y'all. I'm going to give y'all visual aids. They're crying out holy. Uh, these are some best pictures that I saw. These are the best pictures that I saw. So here it is. Right? Let me take that down real quick. Right here it is. You have these angels that have six wings, two covered the face, two covered the feet and two they flew with. Right. These are the best pictures that I could find that that would try to give you a visual of these angelic beings. Right. So there you have that. Right. And so now you had them flying about in acapella response, crying out, holy, holy, holy. Right. Listen. Now, look at this. You have them flying about the throne, crying, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord God. Listen. So what would happen? What would happen with this is that you had one angel that will say, holy, holy, holy. And then after that one finished saying, holy, 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 you had another angel that will come and say, holy, holy, holy. And it will go and it will be a chorus like thing, uh, 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 sounding, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, so, sounding praise unto the Lord. That's the best way I can say it, right? The sounding praise unto the Lord. And so they will cry, holy, 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 holy. I hope y'all can get that visual, right? So now you had this, these angelic beings that Isaiah is seeing in the temple and they're crying, holy, holy, holy. They had six wings, right? And so six representing mankind. And why? Why is this significant? Because here it is. God is about to deal with Isaiah and representing his people, representing mankind. Uh, and so they're crying out, holy, 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 with their design assigned purpose. They are designed. They were created to do exactly that. Angels were created to do a specific task. Just like you are created to do something purposeful and on, here on this earth that God has placed on the inside of you. Will you say yes to your calling? Will you say yes to your purpose? So here it is. So verse four, now the Lord, meaning the, the Godhead, speaks. And when he speaks, it gives us the how, it gives us how powerful 
his voice is. What does the word say in verse four? It says, and the post of the doors moved. They moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. The trembling and the smoke is the revelation, excuse me, the trembling and the smoke is in relationships to God's judgment. The trembling and the smoke is relationship to in relations to God's judgment. Let's go to Exodus. Exodus the 19th chapter, the 14th through the 20th verses. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Exodus, the 19th chapter, the 14th through the 20th verses. Y'all write that down. Y'all can read it. I'm going to read it a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> Exodus 19. I'm going to put it up here so y'all can write it down. Okay. Exodus 19, 14 through 20. And what does the word of the Lord say? It says, And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people, and they were washed uh, excuse me, and they wash their clothes. And so what happened? They're at the mount, they out they're at Mount Sinai. And while they're at Mount Sinai, this is when God gives his law to the people. He gives his law to Moses, and Moses is supposed to give the law to the people, right? And so they have been in the wilderness now for about three years. And so it said, and he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day. Come not out, come not at your wives in other words listen husbands don't don't lay with your wives wives don't lay with your husband right and this is what he says in verse 16 and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunder and lightning and a thick cloud upon the mountain and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled so god is now speaking Right. Remember back in the day where your mom, this is part of where, you know, this stuff was passed down in tradition from family to family, from generation to generation, from generation to generation. When we were younger, I know when we were younger, if it was thunder and lightning outside, my mom would say, sit down, sit down, be quiet. The Lord is speaking. The Lord is speaking. Sit down, be quiet. Right. Back in the day, that's what they used to do. Now, thunder and lightning, everybody just going about their business. Right. But back in the day, you sat down, you you were quiet. You because the Lord is speaking. Right. So this was. Some of the uh, uh, stuff where people where especially we in the African-American community got this stuff from. All right. We we we, we kind of pulled on that stuff from from there. OK, so it says thunder and lightning, a thick cloud of cloud upon the mountain and the voice of the trumpet singing loud so that all the people that was in the camp tremble. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp and to meet with God. See, because God is about to speak. Meet with God. And they stood at the neither part, the, the lower part of the mountain. Right? And Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it with fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of the furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. God's presence was there. And when the voice of the trumpet sound long, waxed louder and louder and Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. Woo! Look at that. Look at that. So now when Isaiah says, right, he says, and the post of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. He's talking about the Lord beginning to speak. Now Isaiah sees God in the fullness of his glory. He recognized that he has no legitimate excuse for himself. So now he sees God. 
God is about to speak and Isaiah is now seeing himself. He has no legitimate excuse for himself and that he is unclean. He is defiled. He is polluted. He is sinned against God. He said, I have sinned and I sinned among what? Lips that are unclean. Minds are unclean. Theirs are unclean. Woo, God, help us. How many of y'all can really come to the, come to the Lord and be upfront with God and say, God, I have sinned against thee. Paul says we ought to die daily. We ought to repent daily. Father, forgive me of my sins. Father, wash me of my sins. Deliver me from every stronghold in my life. We ought to be praying that prayer. So Isaiah has self-evaluation. Everybody say self-evaluation. Whenever you come before God, whenever you deal before God, you ought to have self-evaluation. You don't come to God just any kind of way. Self-evaluation. You don't come before God any kind of way and not take inventory or retrospect of who you are and what you have done and what's going on in your life. Your righteousness is nothing but filthy rags in his sight. Isaiah 64, nothing but filthy rags in his sight. God, I want to get right. I want to be right. I want to stay right. I'm always pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm always striving for perfection. I might not get it right every single day. But I know I can get it right with God. Ooh, come on, y'all. Somebody. Come on, somebody. I might not get it right every single day, but I know I can get it right with God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. That's the attitude that you got to have. Listen, and you got to have the attitude that I'm striving to live all that I know how for the Lord. I might not get it right every day, but I know I can get it right with God. Isaiah acknowledges his unrighteousness. He acknowledged the fact that, listen, whoo, God, I'm not the best right here. I made some, listen, God, this right here, you, sometimes you got to point to yourself and you got to be honest with God and you got to say, God, this right here, this person right here, whoo. I, I listen, this this ain't always right all the time. Point to yourself, say this ain't always right all the time. But I can get it right with God. Isn't that wonderful that God is so gracious, he's so merciful, he's so kind? He is just and faithful to forgive you. So and when we get down to Isaiah uh 6 through 7, all right. When we get to Isaiah six through seven, it's Isaiah's. This is Isaiah's consecration. This is the part where Isaiah now becomes consecrated. He now becomes clean. He's now become set apart. His personal profession of his sins. Listen, Isaiah five. Listen, look, his personal profession of his sins. What did he say in Isaiah five? Oh, excuse me, six and five, six and five. He says. Then I say, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. That's what he says. So because he has his personal profession 
of listen, I, I'm not right, Lord. Can we acknowledge the fact that we sometimes are not right? We're not right all the time. I know we like for people to think we are. We done thought something. We done said something. We done did something. We done responded a certain way. Come on, we're not always right. Let's be real. So now Isaiah, verses six through seven, Isaiah's consecration. His personal profession is of his sins opens the way for God to respond to his cleansing, to his cleaning and to equip him for his use and service. So now God responds and God says, all right, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to clean you so that I can use you for my service. So the coal, right, the coal that is put on Isaiah's lips. In verse 6, it says, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal, meaning a hot coal in his hands, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. So it was a hot coal. He had the tongs. And he brought it over to Isaiah. And he placed it upon Isaiah's lips. Right. So the coal was a symbolic act to which his sins were burned or purged at the altar. That was a symbolic act. So now Isaiah is being cleansed. And so Revelation also go write this down. Revelation eight, three through five, three through five. Uh, Revelation eight, chapter third through the fifth verse. Read that at your leisure because we're almost done. We're almost done. I'm trying to do 45 minutes. I'm already over. All right. <laughs> right. And so what happens now when we get to verse eight, God asks a question. God asks a question. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Look what he said. He was not speaking specifically to Isaiah. He was talking to the Godhead. He was talking to the Godhead. Y'all know who the Godhead is, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? That's the fullness of the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so where do we see this at again or before, should I say? Where do we see this at? Genesis, the first chapter, the 26th verse. What does God does? He speaks to the Godhead. He says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God speaks. Listen, the Godhead is always in harmony with one another. The Godhead is always unified together with one another. But Isaiah's, so Isaiah's cleanse, he's clean and he's purged from his sins, spontaneously volunteers and says, here am I. Listen, will you say yes? Will you say yes? This is the time and the season in your life where you want God to do something fantastic, something phenomenal in your life. You want God to bring some things to pass in your life. How many times have you told God yes? How many of you really told God, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll say it. How many of y'all really said, okay, God, I'm going to really live for you. I'm really going to live for you. I'm not going to play these back and forth games. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this, this lukewarm state that I've been in. God, I'm living for you. Will you say yes? Isaiah said yes. He said, here am I. 
When God had asked the fullness, the Godhead, he says, who shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah spontaneously volunteers and says, here am I, here am I. Right here, I am. Yes, I'll say yes to it. Isaiah had a willingness and an eager to serve God. How eager are you to serve God? How willing are you to serve God? He had a willingness and an eager to serve God. Come on, y'all. We oftentimes say that we say yes to the Lord, but really we hold on to stuff. Amen. We hold on to stuff thinking like if I say yes, I can still have this. When God is saying no, you got to let that go. If you want to say yes to this, then you got to let that go. And we say, well, I did tell the Lord yes. No, no, you didn't. You had a condition on your yes. You had a condition on your yes. Mm -mm, no, that's not how God works. If you want God to do in your life what he has promised and he said, you're going to have to say yes and let some things go. You're going to have to change some ways about yourself. You want to change your mindset. You want to change your attitude. You want to change some of the actions and the behaviors that you do. Yup, you're going to have to let it go. You're just going to have to let it go. If you are truly and honestly saying yes. So verses 9 through verse 13 and we're done, we're done, we're done, we're done. Verses 9 through 13. It's Isaiah's commission. His assignment. His commission. When you honestly and earnestly say yes, and you are eager to please the, please the Lord, and you are eager and willing to do what God says, God knows your heart. Listen, you can say it with your lips all day long, but God knows your heart. Don't try to impress man because you won't impress God. God knows your heart. He knows your heart intent. And so what does it, what happens? Isaiah's commission. God tells him, he says, listen, you're going to go, but I want to, I want to warn you of some things, Isaiah. And I'm paraphrasing and putting up so we can relate to it. He says, I want to warn you of some things, Isaiah. And the things that I want to warn you of is that, listen, you're going to talk to my people and they will not lift, listen because they're going to have deaf ears. They just won't listen. They're going to have deaf, They're going to be hard headed. Let me let me help y'all out. They're not going to listen to you. They're going to be hard headed. They're going to have deaf ears. And he says, listen, not only that, Isaiah, I want you to also understand that they will not see. They're going to have blinded eyes. They're going to see what they want to see. And the things that they really should be looking at and really should be following, they're not going to. So you're just so your assignment is not going to be an easy assignment, Isaiah. Because they're not going to want to listen to you. They're not going to want to see you. And not only that, they will not receive the words that are coming from you. They will not receive it. They will not receive the words that I'm telling you. And you because they will, their heart is going to be hardened. Oh, my God. Will you say yes? Even when it's not popular. Even when it doesn't make sense, will you say yes? How many of y'all will say yes? God gives Isaiah this understanding when he commissions him. 
God gives you instructions when he places an assignment over your life and in your life. He gives you instructions along the way. He won't have you ignorant. Will you say yes? Amen. 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 I hope you receive something from the word of God on today. We're done. We're done. We're done. I am finished. Amen. For tonight, we'll jump back in. Amen. To um, Isaiah, the seventh chapter. Amen. Will you say yes? Will you say yes? Even if the assignment is not popular, even if the task is hard, will you say yes? Amen. God bless you all. We thank God for you, 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 and you on this evening. We pray that you receive something from the word of God on tonight. And we pray that God will continue to bless you and, and bless you even the more. Amen. I want you to take self-evaluation of yourself. If there's anything that you need to get right with God, if there's anything that you need to say, God, I need you to help me in this area of my life. I need deliverance in this area of my life. I need you to lay your hand on me in this area of my life. Mm, God, I don't have it all together. God, I, I'm sorry. You know, I've tried. And sometimes I still stumble and fall over that thing. Yeah, mm -hmm, that right there. And be honest with God. Talk to God. Let him hear your heart's cry. Let him hear your heart intent. God, I know I messed up again over the same thing over and over again. I just need help in that area. I need you to help me work this, this problem out in my life. It has me entangled and it seemed like I just can't get out. It's almost like a spider web, God. I just keep feeling like I'm entangled. I think that I got the web off of me and then yet it's, it's flying in my face still. You know, God, I just need you to help me out. I want to I want to be right in your sight, Lord. I want to be able to come boldly to your throne of grace and hear what you have to tell me with pure heart. Pure ears. I want to see what you have to show me through pure eyes. Renewing me the right mind and the right spirit, oh God. Allow me. To be washed and cleansed, even on tonight. Jesus, I pray for your people that you will continue to do the work on the inside of them. And that, Lord God, they will receive it and be open to what you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank God for you, 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 and you. If you desire to be a blessing to overcome an outreach Christian center, you can do so one of three ways you can cash app us at dollar sign overcomer outreach cc or you can go to givelify and amen send your and sow your seed there as well as by mail through p.o box 126 pensalka new jersey 08110 listen also join us tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can and it will change your life. Amen. 15 minutes can change your life. 6.30 a.m. every Wednesday morning 
for breaking of day prayer conference call. If you're not able to join us live, you can call into the conference call line at 1-712-832-8330 and the access code is 856-6807. You can join us 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning for breaking of day prayer conference call. That, ex that call in number is 172-832-8330 and the access code is 856 6807. God bless you all. We love you. We will be live on YouTube and Facebook. Our church page is Overcome Outreach Christian Center and our YouTube page is Pastor BJ Connections. And so we thank God for you, 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 and you. Love you much, y'all. Have a blessed and an awesome evening. Stay safe, stay saved, and show somebody some love. God bless you. Have an awesome night.